This is Thinking About It. I'm here with uh, my good friend, Dr. Dave Barker. I'm Bob McGregor here at Grandview Church. And uh, Dave, today we are going to talk about the Lord's Table, the Communion Table, which uh, for the longest time I can remember was just something that was, I wouldn't say tacked on to the end of a service at the beginning of the month, but that's when we did it. And sometimes it was a awkward transition. Why are we doing this? Um, But we did it. More and more now, you've got churches that are finding a way to get it into every gathering. Mm. And sometimes it's done well, sometimes it's not done well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why do it every week if you can't do it in a meaningful way? Um, should, Should it be so significant that you actually orient the whole service to it. So let's, let's just talk about this trend to include communion in every week. Why would that be a good thing to include that every, every service, the Lord's Supper? Wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> My mom used to hate communion Sundays because it was always a tack on and the roast would burn in the oven. Right, I remember my mom saying, as we were heading out to go to church, is to oh no, today is communion Sunday. So she'd blame it on communion, not the preacher's long sermon. <laughs> well, and but it was a full bore service with communion, yeah. And the the preacher wanted to be sure he still got his thirty five or forty minute sermon yeah. in, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it is interesting that we're talking about this because, of course, there's a whole tradition of church that. In our more in our brethren friends who celebrate who have always celebrated communion every week, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and it's interesting to see them struggle with not doing it every week yeah. and moving it more to the uh, a monthly mm-hmm. celebration. Um, yeah, and the reason they do that is because it, it loses its meaning for them if they do it every week, and they're they're realizing that this is just tacked on. We could do better. Let's do it right or more meaningfully mm-hmm. once a month. So the, yeah, they're thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm preaching in a church actually, uh, well, this Sunday, um, that does communion every week. Um, and, uh, a brethren style kind of church. And, uh, uh, and I've been there, I've been at this church quite a bit and I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm ambivalent. Mm-hmm. You, they usually have a, someone give a kind of a devotional, and I really do enjoy that. Um, it's usually a lay person, so it's very rudimentary, very um, often they just read mm-hmm. what they've prepared. Um, but I, I, coming from a lay person, um, it's, it's kind of fun to listen to them because you get a, a bit mm-hmm. of a sense of... Um, how they're thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual communion itself seems pretty perfunctory. Mm-hmm. Doesn't do a lot. There's not a lot of thought goes into the actual elements mm-hmm. as we participate in the elements. So, um, and then it's interesting because I, I just got. I'm, I'm going to be there several weeks. And I got uh, a memo from one of their elders saying, now, could you push your sermon towards communion? Mm-hmm. Now, I've got to ask him this Sunday, what do you mean by that? Because every Sunday is communion. So mm-hmm. I, whether they're sensing a bit of perfunctoriness, that's not a word, 
Um, I don't know, but but you're asking the question for us who are yeah. moving to from the monthly to a yeah. weekly. Is this a good thing? Right? Yeah, and I think the the question under that is, what good is communion? Like, what does it do? Is there grace? that comes to us in communion that we need? Oh, dear. Is this a way of ensuring that the gospel is proclaimed in the Lord's death until he comes, that kind of thing? Oh, where's our friend Stan Fowler? Yeah. More than a symbol. I know. <laughs> right? Read his book. Read his book. It's outstanding. Mm-hmm. More than, And the whole point, and both in baptism and communion, uh, no, there is no presence of god or in christ or anything like that but stan's not afraid to use the word sacrament Mm -hmm. it's more than a symbol there is something happens whether it's a transaction maybe that's the wrong word but i certainly when i when communion is done well with good lead up and quiet and reflection there's something special happens mm-hmm. in that eating the bread and drinking the cup. Can you do that in five minutes? No. I, I, I do because think... Because if you have a busy church, announcements, offering music and everything, and you want to have communion every... And you want to stick within an hour. Not going to happen. But I think some are trying. Well, I, I think that... I, I really do wonder why. And uh, a lot of churches now, they have people actually move forward, go to the front of the uh, sanctuary, and receive the communion uh, from a table up there. What do you think of that? I I've, like I've, it. I've heard of that. I yeah. like it. it and, and, they, and they get prayed over, right, by an elder and his wife? No. No, 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 you just go, often Often you take a piece of bread, dip it in the, dip it in the juice or wine, and then... Isn't that a Catholic? I've seen Catholics do that. Oh, Are yeah. we? Are we? Can we do this? Why not? <laughs> Good grief. They don't own it. So what's the benefit of, of just getting out of your pew, coming forward and taking the, that element? Well, in the one th- couple situations that I know, uh, they tended to be a bit more, um, what you might say, kind of on the edge churches, mm-hmm. uh, where there would have been, there would be a significant number of people who are not believers in the church. And to actually get out of your seat and go down and take the communion was a very strong statement of your followership of Christ. Mm -hmm. And if you were not, uh, you would not want to be seen going down to take communion. Good point. Uh, And I think in a couple situations, this was a conversion moment. Yeah. When they had been going to this church for a length of time, never taking communion, and then all of a sudden, somehow in the, the Spirit of God invaded their lives, they crossed the line, as it were, mm-hmm. and we all come to faith in different ways. And that moment of going down, walking down those steps to the communion table in front of everybody was a statement, I am now a follower of Jesus. It's interesting, because I'll often say that, you know, don't take this if it's blah, blah, blah. Um, it, it means something if, if you are trusting Jesus and or you would like to trust Jesus, then this could be the moment of your salvation, so as to speak, in taking this, you're making a statement. But what you say is make that public. You know, it, how better would it be to have them actually come forward and make that a conversion experience 
we used to ask some. people we used to ask people to come forward all the time right yeah and they did yeah and they came forward to the altar or to whatever and, mm-hmm. and prayed to receive christ how different is this to actually accept the the bread and the cup as a public statement and declaration of their faith in christ mm-hmm. um so you know if, if that kind of thing can happen on a weekly basis and it means and it means something and they make room now the, the couple of churches that i'm i've been part of the one in particular but then others um they don't do it every week it is this will be monthly but another church that I was in, um, more of a contemporary church, they did it every week. So, okay, well, let's just go there. So a lot, in the old days, a lot of churches would have an altar call at the end where if the pastor hadn't preached the gospel, he would include it, he would tack it on at the end and give an altar call for people to come forward, and they would. So if a church wants to have communion every week, maybe that would be how they go about the altar call say we're about to we're going to receive christ we're going to eat and drink which is you're receiving him and if you would like to receive christ in a way that i've just described so you that could be the altar call Mm -hmm. so would someone because everyone's coming forward but you don't know is this the first time is this a conversion experience so would you ask if this is your first time, what, what does this mean to you? Would would the church need to know that so-and-so is actually being converted in coming forward? I think as a pastor, you would know. You know your people, right? And uh, you would... you would, you would 700 people. I'm not sure okay. I know them all. Yeah. Uh, th- these churches I'm talking about are probably 100, 150 people. And, and uh, the, the pastor would know if this person was coming for the first time and had passed a number of communion services without coming forward and then did all of a sudden. And so there would be then a conversation probably after the service or maybe during the week as to, hey, what just happened here? Tell me, t- tell me about what happened. Something changed. Um, so, yeah, uh, but, you know, okay, I, I don't think you're going to run 700 people from, from, past a, a communion table Mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to wind up doing more of the traditional distribution and, and by the way that's all convenience as well that was hardly how jesus instituted right the eucharist right was little shot glasses with little crumpled up pieces of cracker um, yeah. that's pure convenience that's not the sacred means by which it needs to be done but anyhow that we have come to th- Think it's, funny, it that way. it's funny how we as Baptists insist that you be immersed in water, not just a token bit of water in your head, but but it's okay with the Lord's Supper. We, we'll use tokens there, yeah, um, and yeah. that'll suffice. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. I believe in immersion, but it's, it's funny how we're not always consistent. So let me get back to the question. We've got just a few minutes left. Do you think in as much as in observing the Lord's Supper, you are obeying a command, right? Sure. And so if we're obeying Jesus, can you argue that there's a, there is a grace, there is a benefit, there is a blessing, something that you, you get other than just a wafer, but there is grace? Absolutely. It, I, you're okay with that? I am very okay with that. I, it is an act of obedience, an act of piety, an act of faith, uh, an act of joy. And there's, as I said, there's, when it's done well, mm-hmm. when there's careful preparation when there's thoughtful reading of scripture uh in preparation for all of this and then you hand out the elements and there's quiet 
maybe some quiet music playing or something like that. It is a very, very special moment. And I walk out of those services renewed in a way that a normal church service, as good as those might be, mm-hmm. are not renewing my, you know, it's a reorientation and a renewing that I think is unique. Yeah, and if you could build a whole service around that or lead up to that, it's fine. But if to do it every week and have it meaningful and to have the service contained to an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, it's a pretty tall order. I think we're, we're working on it uh, even once a month. It takes effort to include that with a proper sermon uh, to make that meaningful. But, um, and I, I, you know, as, as you put it in the context of, you know, kind of an invitation, I think a lot of sermons can be turned in the direction of a communion service without, uh, you know, grinding the gears. Mm-hmm. I, I think that if we're gospel-oriented, uh, even though we might be preaching out of Ecclesiastes or, or wherever— um, if we're gospel oriented and we're trying to see where this is going for the sake of the gospel, I, I don't think, I think you can turn it in mm-hmm. the direction of communion without grinding a lot of gears. You know, on Good Friday here at Grandview, we, we resurrected the plates, the offering or the communion plates and the cups and wow. even um, the old bread cubes. We oh my. used the wafers, you know, and I'll tell you, it was moving. In fact, I got a, Stan, who you know has a certain way of looking at communion, he and Donna, I think she wrote me a note or something, just saying how over the top blessed they were on Good Friday, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a different context, but it was huge, huge. to Stan uh, to experience that. And when I look back on it, I think, yeah, it it all worked out. Good Friday was a perfect time to really emphasize that, and we. We mentioned how on a regular basis we need Jesus every day, every hour we need him. Unlike baptism, which is a once-for-all occasion, uh, we need this. And so it was uh, meaningful. And I'd like to do that more often. But when you have the little cellophane cups that we're oh, using right now. and Terrible. Like we're at Grandview, we want to get back to those trays. So we're looking to reassembling all the committees that are necessary for that. But um, that's one step closer to making it meaningful. When you're passing a plate, you're you're taking time. You're forced to take time uh, to do that. Um, we yeah, we're looking forward to that. Well, Doctor Dave, God bless you, and uh, thank you for taking the time to come into our studio here at uh, Grandview and thinking about it. But we're going to have to say goodbye, and so we'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening to us. I'm Bob McGregor, and I'm here with Dave Barker. See you next time.